When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the latest edition of the First Down Snapcast. I'm your host Richard Butler and tonight I'm joined by fellow regular pundit Stuart Horsewell and Davis. How are you both doing? I'm very well, thank you Richard. Yeah, I'm pretty good, thanks. We're all happy after the first game in London this weekend. Nice experience down in Wembley, meeting everyone. Yeah, it was a shocking game though, wasn't it? <laughs> it was awful. It was so bad. Yeah, I mean the day was good, the game was crap. Yeah. You'd be upset if you bought a ticket from Oakland, wouldn't you? Yeah. I think those people that saw in the queue. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think, and I mean, you two have both been to quite a few as well. It's, it's got to be the worst game I've seen at Wembley. Yeah, because I know, I know Saints battered the Dolphins last year, but the, yeah. it wasn't as bad as that on Sunday. Russell Wilson, dro- Russell Wilson dropped the ball and still picked it up and scored a touchdown. No, yeah. And they were just awful. Absolutely horrendous. And he did. John Gruden afterwards did go on about having no pass rush again. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I, they, were, they were so bad with the Raiders, it was ridiculous. Yeah. I, I just... I, I feel sorry for for Derek Carr because the offence consists of... It consisted of run, sack, run, punt. Run, sack, run, punt. Run, yeah. sack, run, punt, field goal, run, sack, run, punt. They only had that little dump-off pass because there was nobody open and the offensive line were just letting him straight through. So, like I am saying, Derek Carr, what, what could he do? He had no time. I know. And then he only I'm, had that dump-off play every time. 
Yeah, he kept dumping it off to... Was it Seth Roberts? And he dumped it off to Jared Cook a couple of times. But the, the thing that gets me is that I don't even think the Seahawks' defence is, is particularly good. I mean, it's, it's steady away, but it's not one of the better ones in the NFL. So when Oakland come up against a proper defence, they're going to get absolutely mangled. Well, that, as, soon as, as soon as to snap the ball to Carr... They were just the, the Seahawks. They said the D, their D is not the, as good as it has been, but it just got through that O line straight away. Yeah, I mean when when they do play somebody with a, a really good D, Derek Carr really needs to make sure his insurance policies are up to date. <laughs> yeah, because he might he might be claiming because I mean he got hurt at the weekend, didn't he? And that, I don't even think the Seahawks pass rush is particularly brilliant. Um, but the, the the thing is that I found about the Seahawks is that they, they were only rushing with four. The offensive line couldn't handle four rush, and it meant that everybody else in the Seahawks team could just drop into coverage, and they just nullified everything. It was, yeah, it was it was pretty bad. I mean, unfortunately for Raiders, they're not playing the Cowboys because yeah, what would do to the Raiders? Well, they got they got bad in first game against the Rams, didn't they, on opening weekend? Yeah. Donald was it? Donald got to car every time. It's not just that. It's, I mean, did they play someone like? Um, who just? I mean, who do, you, who do you think this got? I mean, imagine Von Miller. Well, they've, got, they've got to play him, aren't they? It's a divisional rivals. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Imagine Von Miller and even Bradley Chubb started to look really good at the weekend, didn't he? Against the Rams, they're absolutely they're going to absolutely wipe the floor with Derek Carr. Same though when Raiders are going to play at Chargers as well. That Chargers, Dave Ingram or someone gets to him. It, what's going to be really funny is that Joey Bosa is going to be back for that game, isn't he? Is that, is that his first game back that we're saying? I, I think it's. I think he's only a week away, isn't he? So they've got the uh, bye week, yeah, haven't they? And then it'll be. Yeah. Oh dear. But um, I just what got me was the fact that the game was over. When I think it, they did was it six or six, seven or eight minutes where the first possession where Seahawks basically just chewed the clock, went down, scored. Auckland's first possession was literally a four and out punt after about a minute, and then I was like, "Game's over, it's done. They're not doing anything." No, just a repeat pattern, wasn't it? Yeah. Right. Well. This Sunday is going to be a bit of a better game. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about it a little bit later on. Sure, let's move into the news. NFL news and rumors. So, moving on from week six, we now only have one undefeated team left in the NFL. The Chiefs' record went at the weekend. A couple of talking points from that game: the that Tom Brady's New England have not lost to a quarterback under the age of twenty-five in New England. And also, the lack of penalty calls against the Patriots on Sunday, Stuart, I think something you picked up on. Uh, yeah, I mean, I know that you don't get many at home, but um, they didn't get any given against them, didn't the Patriots? For the entire game, no penalties called against them. And I mean, I've watched the highlights, and even I can spot some infringement from the Patriots. There was blatant blocking in the backfield, and they just didn't get any penalties called against them, which, uh, I mean, I'm not going to say that it's a conspiracy, but... You know, it doesn't I, help. It doesn't help it, does it? When they're always saying Patriots have the refs in back pockets, so stuff like that doesn't help, does it? it? It doesn't help. It doesn't help. And I think some of the calls would have um, would have maybe changed the outcome of the game. And I'm not saying it would have changed the result, but it might have made it a slightly different game. Um, I just think it's 
usually you get you know calls going both ways. We both watched the game at the weekend. You know, we were we were at Wembley, and there was calls both ways. Um, but to have a, a game where you don't get called for any penalties at all, and the other team gets quite a few penalties, that's for me is questionable. Because I was quite surprised because he, on the first game of the season last year. Chiefs absolutely battered New England in New England with a not as good side as they've got this year yet rules reversed but like I said the calls could have made it go a different way but it was a fantastic performance from Tyree Kill again I think yeah I mean they are a contender you know although they lost it still showed them in a good line didn't it you know they went oh to yeah they, they lost they lost by team. minimal points didn't they it's not as if they've gone there and got battered no. I, I think I think the Chiefs biggest problem is going to be that defence conceding too, far too many points aren't they you can't expect course. them at homes every week they're on course to concede a record number of points uh, record number of yardage does that make sense yeah but this 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 is my point is you've scored 40 points and still and lost, lost the game. you've scored 40 away and from home as well yeah well I mean I've got a lot of respect for that offence because they've gone to Foxborough and scored 40 points but the defence needs to sort themselves out and I know that it's a, it's more of a passing league it's more of a point scoring league there's a lot more of the kind of college influences coming through where they're a lot doing a lot more spread plays that you know they're airing it out more they're opening the playbooks etc etc so there is more points getting scored in general but still that defence is nowhere near good enough I think at the minute to cons- uh, to be going for a, for a championship because you, you can't you've got to make a couple of stops a game and they didn't stop the Patriots once. Whereas the Patriots, when they needed to stop them in the fourth quarter, they came up with that big stop at the end. And that's what the Chiefs really need to work on now is making sure that the defense can turn, you know, some of them third downs and fourth downs into full-on stops and getting the ball back into the off- uh, offense's hands. Yeah, definitely. I, I still see. I know they've only lost the one game. I still think Chiefs will hold out for the division, but. One more loss for that. If they don't bounce back straight away and fall to a second defeat, them and, them and the Chargers are going to be level at the top of the um, AFC West. And Chargers have only lost to the Chiefs and Rams. Yeah. I actually think the, uh, the, the Chargers are, are getting better each week. And I think that they're a cheeky little outsider. You know, you got someone like Joy Boss coming back. I think that they're only going to get stronger and stronger. My worry about KC is that they've set off like a house on fire, and can you maintain that? Um, I think they've got some serious questions about the defense uh, in Kansas. Um, they're a team that really needs to be scoring 40 points to win, whereas I think that someone like the Chargers can score 25, 30 points and win. Yeah. Well. Speaking at Chargers, obviously they've made made light work of the Browns at the weekend, like most teams who have been struggling to get past them, but it was a standout game again for potentially Melvin Gordon, who's going to be pushing for one of the high awards in the AFC this year. Well, he's, he's out-yarded um, Todd Gurley at the minute, hasn't he? I think he's, he's number ju- one he's, on the yardage. ahead, isn't he? And he's, I think he's, he's only two touchdowns behind or something, so he's even on pace to keep with Gurley on, on touchdowns as well so to be honest um, well they're, they're, they've got a little battle haven't they because they came out of college together at the same year so they've got like a little year on year battle I believe it was on Twitter a few weeks ago they both yeah. Yeah, they no, I, 
I think he is in yardage, but not in touchdowns. I think Gurley's got 11 touchdowns, and I think Melvin Gordon's got uh, nine, and I think he's only just in front on yardage. But I think they're having a little battle, like a constant, they're a year-on-year battle to see who can do the best. Yeah, I think it's total yardage as well, Ian. I don't think it's ground guard yardage. I think Gurley's got nah. a lot more yards yeah. out of the backfield. Yeah, I think Melvin Gordon's... Yeah. yeah, Melvin Gordon's got a lot more yardage on the passing down, so I think it's total yardage, not not just yeah, running yards. Yeah, 466 total yards. Yeah, because yeah. obviously Melvin Gordon put a performance in, in the early games, and on the late games on Sunday, it was a Todd Gurley show again in Denver, wasn't it? Well, I mean, after Cooper Cup went out in that from that horse uh, horse, uh, horse cuff tackle, that was ridiculous, and then they really only had Robert Woods to rely on. Um, Reynolds came in and managed to drop one off his own helmet. He, he wasn't even looking at um, Goff when he threw it. It bounced off his helmet, and then he got kind of dragged off the field, and you didn't see him again. So it was basically it was basically Robert Woods and, and Gurley's <laughs> on against Denver. And it was in the first wintry conditions at year as well, wasn't it in Denver? It looked well, cold. It was snowing in the morning. It looked it? cold. Yeah. I actually thought that Denver um, Denver did a really good job, or I should have said the Denver defense did a really good job against uh, against the Rams. Gave them some real problems and really gave Jar- uh, Jared Goff some real problems on offense, and they had to mix it up a bit. Um, I think if Denver had have had a slightly better offensive plan, and I think that Case Keenum didn't have the best game, um, even to the point where he, he came off injured and, and Chad Kelly came on, didn't he? Um, to just to take one snap before the half and the fans started cheering because they thought he'd been subbed in <laughs> um, so I think Case Keenum's got um, the, I think the um, has he got pressure on him now? yeah I think I think the the verdict's still out on him isn't it really about whether he's going to be the quarterback that they need um, I think we said it at the start of the year that there was no way he was going to turn in the same performance that he did in in, in Minnesota Um I won't be surprised to see to see them go for a, a quarterback in the draft. Yeah. Um, a bit of news obviously coming to us today before coming on the show. Um, Devontae Freeman on injured reserve list now. Not looking good for Atlanta with these injuries piling up. No, I mean, the, that, that Falcons defence is absolutely ravaged. And I mean, Again, they gave up some really big points to uh, the Bucks at the weekend. You know, Jameis Winston coming back in off a bye week and and turning in. I think it was a 400 plus yard game. So that that um, that Atlanta defense is. I think they've got six main starters out in the defense, which is just now leaking points. Um, probably one of the worst defenses in in the league. Um, subsequently, the Bucks defense in the secondary is equally as bad. So. Um, Matt Ryan could really, really go to town on him. Um, Kelvin Ridley went out, didn't he, in the second quarter injured? Um, but they had some big games. I think the interesting for me on the Falcons now will be interesting to see what happens between Tevin Coleman and Ito Smith. I think I mentioned Ito Smith a couple of weeks ago. Um, now that Freeman's injured and on injured reserves, and Tevin Coleman is actually out of contracts and he's going to be a free agent at the end of this year, I don't know whether they're going to rely more on Ito Smith and maybe use him a little bit more. Rather than Coleman, and you actually give him the um, give him the, the the snaps because I think Falcons are now teetering on the edge of whether this season is going to be a write-off because I don't think that defense is going to be able to sustain um, 
a sustain a playoff push because I think the offense is good enough, and I think even if you lose Freeman, I think that offense is still good enough. But I, again, I don't think the defense is is good enough to support a real push for the for the championship. So yeah, I don't know whether they'll start blooding people like Eto Smith. Matt Ryan's having to do like three hundred plus yards every week, and he just keeps in the game. Exactly, and if they don't go out to if they don't go out to a big lead early on, then it's a real battle for them. Yeah, they did split the um, receiver the running backs, didn't they, on Sunday? I didn't go about the same. Yeah, goes each. Yeah, but I I think it'll be. Um, I mean, it's a good it's a good shout on fantasy as well. If you if you're looking on your fantasy waiver wire and Eto Smith is still sat there and claims, then I would definitely be making a play for him. Yeah, definitely. Now, I've just got one last bit of news which speaking to a couple of people t- later on this afternoon and it might interest you a bit on this one Ian apparently Cleveland Browns and Dallas Cowboys are going to go fight it out to sign Amari Cooper in a trade before the deadline do you think so? Oakland want rid of him they're shopping him yeah but they're wanting a first round pick aren't they? yeah but apparently it's between Cleveland and um, Dallas yeah, they, they, won't, they won't get a first round for him. No, I, I can't. I don't get. I don't get what the Raiders are doing. Throwing the ball to Hearns, so we, we, you know, we used Beasley on Sunday. Got um, nine receptions, so we're not even looking to throw. We're only looking for the slot. So I can't see. I can't see what we're going to do. I don't. I just I, can't, I, I, unless we can pick him up on the chain. But he's definitely not what he's definitely not wanted in Auckland. I I, I mean I I, dis, I disagree with that, Ian. In in the sense of, I saw a completely different Dallas this week to what I've seen in previous weeks. I saw a Dallas that were just as solid on defense as they've been all week. I didn't I didn't really see anything from the defense, other than what confirmed to me that they were already a very good defense anyway. Um, you got you. You did get some big performance. I thought Jalen Smith was uh, was class again, and I called him out last week. Yeah, but what I saw from we do, we, that defense, you know, it used to be if Sean Lee wasn't there, the defense fell apart. It's not yeah. the case here, is it? No, but what I saw from the what I yeah. saw from the offense gave. If I was a Dallas fan, would give me some real hope because what they allowed Dak Prescott to do was they allowed Dak Prescott to make decisions yeah, for himself. Exactly. That's exactly and, what he said. He's, you know, we all know he likes throwing the ball for Cole Weasley. He can find yeah. him. And it's as though they said to him, go and play your game the way you think you should play it. And they let him run. He had that freedom to run. And he had yeah. that freedom to throw it to Beasley whenever he wanted. Yeah, because, I mean, I wonder as well, you know, the Jags have got a very strong defence, supposedly. But had they picked up on something that they weren't going to be able to get the small amount? Because Beasley seemed to get free time after time after time. No, I, 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 this is this is my thrippy bits with on it is I think that up until now I think the offense has basically been told Dak has got to, you know, this is the plays we're we're running. These are the routes that the the, the wide receivers are running, and you've got to throw to the routes that they're running. And I think what they did this week was that they put a little bit more ownership on Dak, saying, I let the player develop, and if that means that the route runs and they have to make a secondary movement so the wide receivers run the route realise that Dak's still sat in the pocket and they make a second movement I think that's what's allowed him to do and what Cole Beasley's really good at is he makes that first movement 
and then when he realizes, yeah, when yeah. he realizes that Dak still got the ball, he makes a secondary movement, gets himself into space, and then that's when Dak's finding him. And it also means that when Dak's not finding his passes and he's waiting, he's then spotting the gaps for himself to run into. And I think that's yeah. what they did really well of. But that's only going to come as good as I thought that the pass rush from Jacksonville was pretty crap, and it allowed Dak that time in the pocket. Yeah. And and. I hate to say it, but I thought the defense for Jacksonville at the weekend was pretty poor, um, and yeah. and I just like I, I really like the fact that that Dallas basically just said to Dak, you know, you know the playbook. If you want to sit in the pocket, wait to see what happens, do it, and then basically the receivers, or mainly Cole Beasley, were making those secondary movements to get themselves into space, and they were probably were the primary routes that they were running, but. It worked for them, and so I'm interested to see how they, how they do this week. So, if if you were Jones then, Stu, and you've got they've given obviously Prescott that freedom, would you go to get a Mary Cooper and give him another big weapon? I would, I really would, and I would because if you're lining up and you've got Cole Beasley in the slot, and then you've got maybe um, let's say Hearns and a Cooper on the outside. I don't see there if you, if I was lining up against the defense, who who you going to cover? Who are you going to put your primary cover on? Maybe who are you going to get the safety to cover? And that thing would open it up a little bit more for Dak to really get creative with that offense. But at the minute, they don't really trust Hearns. He's not really come out. Um, There's something there, isn't there? There is something there, but I don't know whether they kind of everybody knows that Hearns is the main man. So is he just getting double covered out of the out of the um, out of the game? Is the safety always leaning towards the side that Hearns is lining up on, knowing that he's the main reception man? So I, I, I don't think that any team that can get more offensive weapons, I don't ever think it's going to be a bad thing. No, definitely not. I don't even know if they targeted Hearns. Well, they did actually. Five targeted five times. Yeah. No completion. But I think well, well, I mean that that says there that that, that he needs to. There's got some work to do with him. Yeah. But I think on the whole, I think if Cooper can be traded, it's only good for Cooper's career because he's as far as off as it is for the last two years, he's not really done much since that breakout year at Oakland. I don't think, yeah, yeah, he's, I mean, hardly, he's hardly targeted. He gets double coveraged. I mean, he gets hardly targeted because he gets double coverage. I mean, there's a lot of people saying, "Oh, he's not doing what he should be doing," but it's very hard to, when you've got everyone on you. Yeah, if if a quarterback looks up after the snap and sees his wide receiver in double coverage, he's not going to risk throwing the ball that way, you know, because no quarterback wants to be picked off, so you just don't throw it. So they'll look, they'll look the other side, or they'll look for the secondary route. They they just won't throw it in a double coverage. And even even the top quarterbacks like Aaron Rodgers would only really throw it if they they were certain they could make it in, in double coverage. Yeah. Well, it'll be interesting to see because obviously he's still in concussion protocol. Raiders are going to buy, and we're coming up to trade week, so he might not actually suit up for Raiders again. We'll have to watch his space. Yeah, I mean, the Cleveland one's an interesting one because they just picked up Perryman, didn't they, off the waivers? So, yeah. um, you know, he was obviously a former first round pick for the Ravens. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens to him because if obviously he starts showing something, then do I'd argue do the Browns do the Browns need him? Not if you got like, not we're not wearing Landry, so. Well, you've got Landry, Higgins, Callaway. Callaway, who they've drafted this year, have got high hopes for. You've now added in Perryman. Do you then need to add in Amari Cooper? Because if you do, then one of them is an odd one out. You would probably suggest that it'd probably be Perryman. Yeah. But um, we'll wait and see. I actually think Amari Cooper could end up in somewhere that we've not even discussed. 
Yeah, they're, like, so they're the first two front runners, but we'll keep an eye on that over the next couple of weeks. Yeah. And we'll bring that, then we'll close the news on that one today. It did actually say 49ers are interested as well, but I don't think they'll go when they've got no decent quarterback to throw to him. I actually think there's there's all the teams there's teams like Cardinals who could do with another wide receiver because I think Larry Fitzgerald is pretty much done now yeah. they've only got Christian Kirk so it, there's a few teams that, that Amari Cooper could end at I actually think the more interesting one is um, there's rumours that they might actually be trading Derek Carr and you know if they are then you, you've got to be hoping that someone like Rip, the Jags are going to Jag- if, if Derek Carr becomes available in the next two weeks Jags need to do whatever they can to get him yeah, yeah. Without a doubt, because they can't keep relying on balls. That's There's also talk about um, Patrick Peterson coming to Cowboys as well. Mm. Well, a lot of hot up in the next couple of weeks with trade window coming up anyway. Yeah. So as we mentioned, we've now passed week six. So when I was going to look at some highs and lows and our AFC offensive and defensive and players of the week, um, any highs from you, Stuart? We've not already touched on. Oh, why do you always come to me first? It's it's all it all yeah. happens is it gives him more time to think about it. Shall I go first? Yeah, I think you should go first. What are you going to copy so Ian's answer this week? So I can have more time to think about it. Yeah. Well, my caveat is, as I said before, you said I've not seen quite a few of the games this week. We've been down in London at the weekend, and I haven't had a chance to catch up now. And I think we have mentioned a lot of the ones. Um, I mean. What am I doing? Highs and lows? Or? Highs and lows. Right. Any highs um, and lows is no particular order. Yeah, yeah I mean, offensive and defensive player of the week as well. Yeah, I think obviously for me, obviously the Cowboys actually playing like a proper team was the high of the week because I did. Even I mean, I talked to Richard earlier on, and um, I was still worried at half time because Dallas have this tendency never to change anything. And in the second half, we're quite often shocking and let teams back in. But the, the fact that they just carried on going throughout the game, I thought was amazing. They did, you know, to me that was the best performance of the week. Do you, uh, do you remember the conversation that we had at, at Wembley on the concourse? Yes. Where I, where I, I basically yes, told you, you that Dallas were going to win. Yeah, you did. Yeah. I, I was I was really confident as well because I really do not like. I mean, I know the Jacksonville have a, a really good defense, but. I think even the defense now is getting fed up with the offense. There was a, I saw a picture of um, Jalen Ramsey sat on the bench, and the the, the headline was, um, you know, I like to slag off every all uh, everybody else's quarterback, yeah. but ours That's is just a shit. Mine's the worst. Yeah. Yeah, mine's the worst. Yeah. Yeah. You said we'd win. I've actually, I've just had tea with my stepdaughter tonight, and she knows nothing about making football. She works in a book is. Um, and she had, she won money on Dallas beating Jacksonville on Sunday because the odds was she said just the odds was so bad she thought I'm going to have to have a five on that so yeah, yeah. I just I, I just don't trust I mean I just don't trust Bottles at all and I just I feel like Dak Prescott there's something in Dak Prescott that that needs to be let out and I felt like they let it out at the weekend. Whereas I just watched Blake Bortles and I think, yes, he'll have one good game in ten, but majority of the time he's absolutely shocking. Yeah, definitely. Any lows, Ian? <laughs> apart, apart from Oakland. 
<laughs> Can't keep talking about Auckland. Yeah, I don't, I don't know really. I mean, the other high was, um, I think, was the Dolphins with Osweiler um, beating the Bears for the is it the third time in his career? Was well, he never lost at Bears? Is he never lost at Bears? He's beaten the Bears every time. Yeah, so I think that's a bit of a high. Um, I don't, there's no lows springing to mind, to be honest, really. Um, no, should, I, I, I've got a low, but I think Stuart might mention it. Uh, I, I've got a few lows. Maybe a quarterback um, in Buffalo. Yeah, I was. <laughs> the, the, now the the um, the particular stat that I saw, Richard, was that Tom Brady's going to have to throw for the next <laughs> the next thousand passes that he does. He has to throw a thousand interceptions in a row to have a worse passer rate in the Nathan no. Peterman. <laughs> he will still have a better passer. He throws a thousand in a row. Wow! Yeah. Do you, do you think? So, do you think Nathan Peterman's thinking? I might just like give this up. Well, what got me was Nathan Peterman came in, didn't he? Because Josh Allen went out with a hurt elbow. First couple of plays looked really good. Threw a really nice ball over the top. They were in control in that game as well, weren't they? Buffalo. Yeah, he got it back. To, I think it was it was it thirteen all or something, and then he had the ball in his hands. With a with a potential to drive down and put a field goal in to win the game, and he threw an absolute peach of a ball to um, I can't remember was it Dory Jackson? I think so. Um, an absolute peach, and it just it was. I don't even think he could have picked it off any easier if he'd have tried. And I think it was like a forty-yard return pick six game over, and it was just like you've done so well. And then you've just self-imploded and given the game up. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I feel again. I feel sorry for the the Bills defense because the Bills defense is probably very underrated. It's one of the best-ranked defenses in the league. I mean, it, um, the Bills defense beat Minnesota. They've caused all kinds of problems. They caused problems for Aaron Rodgers, but the offense is just awful. I even saw somewhere that. Um, Kelvin Benjamin is now refusing to warm up because um, of Allen as the quarterback or something. Was that true? Uh, I've missed that one. Yeah, apparently he was refusing to warm up at the weekend because uh, Allen was going to be the quarterback. I mean, to be honest, I think Kelvin Benjamin needs to sort sort himself out because there's a lot of people that would give the left arm to be a, uh, a wide receiver in any team. Um, but yeah, I just I think the Buffalo offense have got probably the worst offence in the league yet they've got a really good defence so it's a bit odd really um, did, you, did you also see um, uh, Josh Norman trying to shake hands with Cam Newton and Cam Newton just blanked him <laughs> <in the end>. <laughs> <laughs> well what did Josh Norman think was going to happen yeah so I don't know guys if you want to discuss this as a high or a low are we going to say how good the Baltimore defence is or how bad the O-line is in Tennessee. <laughs> 11 sacks. I mean, how many... Was it 11? 11 sacks 11. the Baltimore defence got. I mean, I, 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 as I say, I haven't watched all the games, but the one defensive problem that stood out for me was, was the Ravens and Starius Smith with three sacks. Yeah. And I think he got a forced fumble as well. Um, yeah, I mean, I saw a bit of that game and it, it was literally just straight through every time. It was a great performance, yeah. but I, I do think it was. I, I put it down sixty percent 
Baltimore's defense being good, 40% Tennessee O-line being not very good. Can you can you give uh, defensive play to anybody else this week other than him? I mean, three sacks, that's pretty, pretty impressive for one game. Yeah, that's, yeah, he's my defensive player. Yeah. I, I, th- I think you, put, you could potentially just give it to the whole Baltimore defensive line, couldn't yeah. we? Yeah. yeah, to be honest, I mean, he'd it, have to be my defensive player of the week as well. I thought he was, I thought he was class. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've got another high as well, and that's the fact that uh, the Minnesota Vikings have finally managed to score a rushing touchdown. They got two, didn't they? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, one of them was. Um, uh, oh, Kirk Cousins, but yeah. I thought the stiff arm from Latavius Murray was, was highly entertaining, but that Cardinals defense is so bad against the run. It is. He had an absolute monster game, and it makes Latavius Murray look like an absolute world beater, which he isn't particularly. Um, and he had an absolute monstrous game. And Adam Thielen got hundred yards again, didn't he? Six, six game in um, consecutive games. So I think he's the only NFL player in history now to get six hundred yard receiving. It's, from, it's amazing, great stats. Yeah, pretty, pretty impressive. I've also got a special teams player of the week. You got a special teams player of the week. Go on, yeah. then. Mason Crosby. <laughs> I just thought after last week. Shocking to actually come back, you know, he had to kick a field goal at the death to win it from. So I, I just thought that's off to him that he's come back and he's had a good game this week. So I think he deserves a bit of praise after uh, all that went on the week before. To be fair, though, we did say with Crosby that he's been in the league so long that you, yeah. you could just put it down to a one off bad game. The office, yeah. Yeah. It's not like it's not like the rookies where you're expecting to happen yeah. again. He just he generally just had a bad get day at the office. Yeah. yeah. What do we um, think, Stu, about maybe offensive? One of the offensive players. Yeah, could a week again could be James Connor. Another standout performance from him. Oh, I am. Do you know what? I've got a lot of respect for this because he took some time out in the warm up, didn't he, to go see a. Um, a, l- a little lad in the crowd that had uh, just finished his chemotherapy. Yeah, that was a touch, touching James, moment, was that? Yeah, so James Connor can obviously relate to that, and he took some time out to go speak to him and obviously sign some stuff for him and basically just give it that. I mean, I thought that was brilliant. And I also thought that, um, did you hear the press conference with Big Ben? Oh, after the game, yeah. Yeah, where basically Big Ben said that um, James Connor had done really well for his last game. Um, obviously insinuating that the media know more about what's going on than he does that um, obviously Lev Bell's back this week which I still can't see I can't see Lev Bell well, back this week there was week. reports yesterday that Steelers don't expect to see him this week I so think he'll be back in week 10 the last, the, yeah, he'll, he'll come back the last week after the trade down, deadline but the last week to sign that bit of paperwork get paid but then he'll be like oh, I can't play this week I've got a dodgy leg or something well, he's I mean, not going. We we were talking about. It. He's not going to risk himself for next year, now is he? He isn't going to risk himself. But if you're Pittsburgh Steelers, he comes back in week ten. Are you ever are you ever going to get any production out of him? No. Are you going to get any? You, you might actually get him ready to go by the playoffs, and then then is Lev Bell going to want to put himself through that? I think you what you'll find is he'll come back week ten, and then you'll find that he'll have some hamstring injury for four or five weeks, and that'll be season done. Yeah, yeah he's just never going to be never be game fit, will he? Yeah, yeah. I don't. I think he'll fake an injury. I still think he'll fake an injury. 
But it, it seems to me, oh, I think he will fake an injury. That's exactly what I'm saying. I think yeah. he'll just fake an hamstring injury. But I mean, if you if you're in that locker room and you're sh- you're, you're seeing the amount of effort that James Conner is putting in, that that re- that will raise your game internally, won't it? Because you're looking at him and thinking, he is that lad is putting his effort in. So it kind of raises it. You know, it seems like the entire locker room really loved James Conner, and then if Lev come Lev Bell comes back in and just takes the lead role again, takes all the snaps. What's that going to do for the locker room? It's just it's, well, we we know how they all feel, don't we? They've all spoken about that, but they don't want Bell back. So you literally just throw in a potential playoff team. Doesn't start. They could, in theory, all this down tills and say if you're putting him back in team, we don't want to play with him. Yeah, if I, if I was uh, if I was Tomlin, I would literally be bringing Lev Bell back, and then I would be putting him in the medical centre, and I would be like, just stay the fuck away from the locker room. Yeah, no one wants you. You can't say the F word, we're on a podcast. I said flip. <laughs> so we all agreed that probably defensive start is at is Baltimore. In let's quickly just go around on the offensive players and for week six guys. Mine's um I Todd Gurley. Two hundred yard rushing yards, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I say you're doing it week in, week out, but yeah. Stu? Uh, I, I think this is one week where Todd Gurley has been surpassed by Melvin Gordon. I think three rushing touchdowns, well, so three touchdowns, um, and he basically just absolutely destroyed it. I think it's 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 Melvin Gordon for me. See, I'm I'm going to give it to a wide receiver who also got hatchery. I'm going to give it to Tyreek Hill, literally because he is the fastest man on the NFL field. Did. Uh who was the, who was the cornerback that was covering? Was it Harmon? Yeah, it was Harmon. <laughs> He'd left, he literally a, was left a, him. Was play, and Harmon, <laughs> Harmon is not slow. He's a proper athlete, and the ball got dropped in the coverage. And basically, Tyreek Hill just stood him up and then just ran round. The <laughs> yeah. And he, I was like, "Oh my god, that guy is fast." Are we are we saying if Tyreek Hill wasn't in NFL, he'd be winning gold medals in the Olympics for hundred meters? I don't know. How, I don't know if he's that fast, but I mean, he's. I mean, he's. I don't know. I don't. No, he's I don't fast. Know, yeah, he's. He is fast. So yeah, three good candidates there for offensive players at week, and we'll leave the highs and lows for this week. The NFL in London, game two. So it's second London game this weekend. The LA Chargers against the Tennessee Titans. Chargers had a designated home team, and based on the current performances, it could potentially be. I'm hoping not for a shutout, but you'd be hard to judge against um, charges putting a shot on performance at weekend in. Yeah, um, I'll tell you if this isn't really to do with the teams themselves, but what what going to interest me is how many fans of each team turns up because obviously at the London games you see a big, you see all the different teams, all the shirts represented, but yeah, you play, you play, you play. You play have you, did you play the game? You play one. You play one to thirty-two, don't you? Yeah, one to thirty-two. Yeah. You've got to spot all thirty-two teams. I mean, it's a good game, but it's not like uh, it literally takes like four minutes. Yeah, but it's not like November nineteen twenty-six, is it? But it's funny, and you should no. say it about the shirts yeah. because we're talking about the char- Chargers and Titans game this weekend. The last two teams, yeah. me and Stuart, couldn't find on Sunday were the Titans and Chargers yeah. shirts. Charges, I yeah, think. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, one of them was stood right next to me. <laughs> was he the one who had been looked like he'd just been spat out or not with Charges merchandise? It did, yeah. It looked like Charges had vomited all over him. <laughs> but I mean, I'm with Ian. It's not as good as August 1939. 
Yeah, we 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 need to. This needs kill. This needs killing. This bit of this spot. This gate. This dirt game. Whatever game. Whatever it is. Whatever it is. What we could say is we'll kill it by February two thousand and twenty-three. Oh, wow. I I no August two thousand and ninety-six. Good, good one. I like that. That's yeah. Anyway, so but, let, let, moving on to actually Sunday's game. Yeah. So I, actually, the, the, I was thinking about this the other day. Have we had an actual fully competitive game in London yet? Because everyone I've watched has been an absolute drab affair. Oh, we had a tie two years ago, didn't we? Yeah, the Redskin Bengal went all the way. Yeah. So same over here, though. Do you remember the? Obviously, I didn't go to this one in, but the Detroit Falcons game as well went to the last kick, oh, that didn't was it? That la- went to the last kick, didn't it? It went to the last kick and. I believe Detroit won 17-16. Didn't Falcons miss the kick? Well, what happened was... No. And I may have got the teams wrong. We didn't win on this one, but... If it was the Falcons... The Falcons were 16-0 off. No, Detroit completed the comeback and won. Yeah, 17-16. But they had a kick to win it. Detroit, last kick of the game. He missed it, but he got retaken for a penalty. Because of a penalty. And then he made the second kick. Yeah, you did proper good game. My, my my point is that the statistics suggest that more often than not, and yes, there is a few good games that one team travels well and one team doesn't travel well. It, it has been like that. It just seems to have been the last year or so. You know, it's pot luck, isn't it? You know, you don't but know. I'm just it come out I'm, of yeah, yeah, I'm just looking. I'm looking at the the Titans team and. They've not got a number one ride receiver that's really doing anything. Corey Davis, as you know, for his for where he was drafted, doesn't look like he's living up to much. You've got Tywan Taylor that again isn't doing much. They're missing Delaney Walker, who was a real kind of fairhead of that um, offense. They don't seem to be able to run the ball at all. Theon Lewis is struggling massively. Derrick Henry can't seem to run between the tackles. The offense is struggling massively when. Mariota does make the passes, his wide receivers seem to be dropping it. Williams that dropped it the other week is now being completely cut off the roster. And then you look at the Chargers, who seem to be getting better week in, week out, week in, week out. They seem to be really steamrolling teams. The defence is getting better. They're getting people like Joey Bosa back. I'm with Richard on this one. I think yeah, I think the better bet is can Chargers actually put uh, can Titans actually put points on the board? Other yeah. than a field goal. Yeah. Well, we've just been talking about the Titans. The offensive line being poor as well, haven't we? The charges on charges have got a good D, so it could yeah. be deja the the um, O line for Titans coming for two back to back bad weeks. Yeah, you've got people like um, Dewan James that's really having a, a standout year, um, you know, with his off field issues, but he seems to really having a standout year. I just, I don't, I just don't see where Titans are better. You know, no. I know that we had a. I, I know we had a discussion about the Jaguars Dallas, but I could I could see where Dallas were better than the Jaguars. But in this game, I can't see where the Titans are better than than the Chargers. And it's like the game when we were talking about last week. I couldn't see where the Raiders were better than the Seahawks. Yeah. There's no part of the team that is better than what the Seahawks have got. No. Like at least well, on we'll discuss it next week. The Eagles Jag one, which probably that'll probably be a lot closer than these two games have been, but. I it can't. will be because for some reason Blake Bortles is an absolute legend when he plays. <laughs> he's Mr. Wem- Mr. Wembley, isn't he? 
But it turns yeah. into Aaron Rodgers when he steps out onto Wembley. So I actually think that game's probably going to be brilliant. But that's going to be one game this season where I think Blake Bortles is going to be brilliant. For some reason, he raises his game in Wembley, which may be the sole reason why they're moving the entire... So Blake Bortles can win Super Bowl. <laughs> Just because Blake Bortles is better at L- in London than he is in Jacksonville. That's why they're moving the entire franchise. So, yeah, so... I, I can't see, guys, any other result than a Chargers victory on Sunday. Unless... Some like yeah. food poisoning comes down to the entire O line of the charges. You know, you've just been talking about, and, and I agree with you, it seems as though one team doesn't travel well every time. Maybe the charges don't travel well, and it'll make it an even game. I think even if they don't travel well, I think they're still in the bathroom. I was just looking the last time they played, um, and I'd settle for that. It was uh, November 2016. <laughs> and uh, oh. the Chargers won 43-35 I'd settle for that but I'd settle for that but I just it's not I can't see it happening on current performance the, I can see the 43 points coming but maybe not the other yeah so but I bet I bet that was back in the time when well 2016 the Titans would have had DeMarco Murray yeah they would are we, so uh, they would have had they would have had a they would have had a running game and I just don't they just don't have a running game they'll have had Eric and Decker as well wouldn't it wide receiver yeah, uh, no, because Eric Deck was there last year. He was only there one year. Nah. but but it's it's pretty sad, really, because Derrick Henry is he's a Derrick Henry is a Heisman Trophy winner. I don't think his career's ever going to get off. You know, he's, I think he's been drafted to the wrong team, and I am saying that because I yes, I, I always seem to pick him in fantasy. Yet he is the worst fantasy running back to have. Yeah, he, oh, and he's not the worst one to have. Well, of the, the, the top quality running backs you want. To be yeah, fair, Le'Veon Bell would be a poor choice this year, wouldn't it? No, but if, yeah, you, if, you, if you're quality running backs who we've got, you'd think Derrick Henry, yeah, he's going to get it, but it just... It, I, I think I think you're right. Probably for the number one running back in, at a team, he's probably one of the worst fantasy options to have. So, are we all going charges this weekend? Let, yeah. Let's see who can yeah, get the let's see who can get nearest to the score then. Yeah, Derek Derek Henry Henry NFC Player of the Week next. It will. What? He'll have like a two hundred yard, three <laughs> touchdown, absolute monstrous game, won't he? And Titans winning like forty odd points to six or something. I I, I am going to go bold. I am going thirty five seven to the Chargers. I'm going to let Titans get one touchdown. And I, I think no. it might be a special teams touchdown. <laughs> They'll return it or something. I'll I'll go thirty-five-nine. I think they'll get three field goals because she looks well, quite good. So. The ADAP might be where Titans are better. They might have a better kicker than the Chargers. Yeah, I'm going to go twenty-four-three. You can't see Chargers getting past thirty points. No. Well, I can, but I'm just going. To <laughs> I just think that um, the charges will just get in front, and they'll just like they'll they'll swap out Melvin Gordon, bring on Eckler, and they'll just start you know maybe not throw it to Keenan Allen, maybe use different options, and just you know cruise the game out when they get. Yeah. Because the defense is good enough to, like I said before, the defense is good enough to just shut them down. So. No, it'll be an interesting one, but yeah, I can't see much past charges winning. Okay, it's the end of the show now, and we're going to end on our honourable mentions as we do each week. Anyone would like to go first? Stuart. <laughs> Ian. 
August. Oh, no, that is not honourable mention. That's a date. Honourable <laughs> uh, mention. I think I mentioned all my honourable mentions during the podcast because I was going to talk about James Conner talking to that young kid in the stadium, and I've, I've already mentioned that. Oh, I've got one. Honourable mention to the fantastic Patriots fans who threw beer at. Um, was it Tyreek Hill who threw beer at? Yeah. Yeah. In, in, in like an $18 beer as well. I won't be throwing it at anybody. Uh, imagine chucking beer around at Wembley. No way. I know. It just wouldn't happen, would it? There'd be, there'd be more of a riot if you did. Yeah. 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 The, uh, the, one, the one thing that I'd like to give an honourable mention to is the, uh, the number of Seahawks fans that there are in the UK. Which I was surprised at because usually when you go down to London, you see a bit of a mix of every team, and you don't really see the majority of one team. But I actually thought the Seahawks fans. There was the majority of fans I saw were Seahawks yeah. fans, it's and been a bit controversial here. I may get some abuse about this. Not from you. Um, is this bandwagon fans from you know the bandwagon oh, kids, aren't they? I hundred percent said it. I. I <laughs> I said it to um, I said it to somebody that we were with at the weekend that I mean when did they win the Super Bowl two thousand and twelve was it How long ago yeah not they've won it last we didn't last it last five years isn't it maybe five years yeah. ago now yeah. well anyway but if if you think about the teams because you I mean you won't want to be a total glory supporter and start supporting um, Patriots so you'll take the yeah. next best team and I think hey, the next do, best team yeah who would do that you know the next don't you? Yeah, but the next best team to the Patriots, you know, for the last couple of years has been Seahawks, hasn't it? So, yeah. Um, but I mean, I, you know, talking about yeah, talking about games with Wembley. I mean, there's there's two I've seen. One I didn't go to actually, but when the 49ers played Jacksonville, that was heaving with 49ers fans. And when Dallas played Jacksonville, he was heaving with Dallas fans. They're two. They're the two games where I've seen a lot more fans than at that game. Well, I, yeah, yeah I, but I have to respect the because um, for me, the Seahawks players seem to pick up on it pretty quickly, mm-hmm. and they and they would g in the crowd up like every time they did anything, they were running in the end zone, they were g in the crowd up, and the, you know Raiders, it was supposedly the home team, did nothing. They did absolutely nothing to g the crowd up, get the fans on side, you know, to get even the partial fans on side, the, you know, the ones that are there to just watch the game. Yeah. Whereas I, I found myself siding with Seahawks purely because the players seemed to be right up for it. Like, you know, they wanted to get the, the fans involved. They were like, gene them up. They were like, running around the touchline and gene them up. Whereas the Raiders fans, and it's probably because they were getting absolutely battered, just didn't seem to give a flying nuns. Yeah. Um, this is a, a. It's not really an honourable mention. It might fall into Ian's whinging corner, but me and Stuart have been discussing this. Um, the um, supporters' chants are not very good in the NFL. No. So oh, last 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 year we last year we had to suffer at Wembley. Let's go Ravens! But I think we might have surpassed it on Sunday. Oh, see, oh, Hawks! Yeah, that is just the worst chant ever. I just don't understand why they don't get slightly more creative. Like the, I mean, some of the football chants that when I've been to football games, like English, you know, football games. It's so entertaining and so amusing to sing, you know, <laughs> in the tune of like, you know, Delilah or something, and then you get that 
where yeah. it's just like four syllables. I just that's yeah. that's one part of the uh, of the American football game that I'm not um, that needs to really pick its pick itself up. Well, yeah. should, should we offer our services and then write ones for each team? See if we can help out. Uh, maybe maybe we should put it out to the listeners to send in um, what you know some some proper chance for some teams, and then we'll award uh, a prize for the uh, for the best one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. So yeah, you've heard that, guys. Get in touch. Um, does anyone think Ryan Tannehill realised he was facing Cleo Mack at weekend and thought oh, I'm not feeling well, well this weekend? Oh, I've saw that. Did you see the picture? Um, I'm not, a picture I've, of Ryan Tannehill stood on the touchline <laughs> and he's looking over and he's seeing Khalil Mack warming up and he's just turns around to his coach and says ah, I think I'm injured boss <laughs> so you've got envisions haven't you of Tannehill doing the, gen- the nice thing going you can have a go this week Brock yeah Brock this one's this one's all you Brock I'm being a very gentle I'm being a nice guy this week you can play yeah obviously it worked but yeah any more mentions or I'd love I'd love it if Brock now ousted him as quarterback that would be brilliant oh it would be fantastic any more mentions or have you got anything to complain or have you got any special words in you make make it sound like I complain all the time Uh, you know it's not complaining but you generally have a bit of a moan about something yeah it's highly entertaining though when you do I, I've got I've got a funny story which was highly amusing from the from Sunday yeah so if it's better mean Stuart one so we arrived opposite the tailgate on Sunday starving go and spend a tenner eight pounds on hot dogs walk round what do we see Stuart uh, a free hot dog stand <laughs> <laughs> that that, bro- that broke my heart a little bit I won't lie <laughs> it was literally just at the opposite end of the tailgate and it was just a free hot dog stand so anybody's going down this week um, don't buy a hot dog don't, uh, yeah definitely don't buy a hot dog and um, they do give away free subways as well just like a half of a yeah like a quarter of a, a subway so if you go hover down by the stage you can, get, you can get free feed oh nice one um, and free, they hand out free coke as well so you can literally get like your full lunch in there but you could do it twice as well. You could have like if you if you arrive at tailgate early enough, have a pre-lunch, have a walk around, then get like a, some else before going to the ground. Yeah, I would definitely suggest doing it before it gets really busy because the queues were ridiculous when it got really busy. But the the guys that were handing out the free Pepsi, they literally wanted to get them all gone as quickly as possible, so they were openly offering you to take as many as you could carry. <laughs> um, so, uh, but bearing in mind that the more Pepsi you drink the more times you have to go to the toilet and I was succumbed by that I had to go to the toilet about five times in about the space of about 15 minutes <laughs> yeah but um, you're not going to you're from Yorkshire, Yorkshire you're not going to turn that yeah. down for free no it was free I would I was I was basically just stood next to the cart drinking away yeah you don't you don't see no Yorkshireman hashtag Lee Hunt turning down free stuff yeah I know <laughs> yeah just I mean they didn't do tap water so <laughs> Anything else from you guys then this week? I had, this is like, not a, well it isn't, this is a moan about people moaning. You want to talk about yourself? <laughs> I was going to say, you're going to complain about yourself. <laughs> Have you noticed on a lot of the groups, and not ours actually, but a lot of the other groups I've noticed, every Wembley game, people moan afterwards about the queues being too long, this being too long, about the prices, about this. And, you know, this is the only country, apart from America, 
that sees an NFL game. I know it. Why, it winds me up. It does me, and we're lucky that we get that. You know, we get the chance to watch three or four games a year, and all right, there's always going to be things that aren't quite right. But you've got eighty or ninety thousand people there. You're going to get big queues. I'm, yeah. I'm not being funny. You know, you know it's going to cost a lot of money when you get inside Wembley. It, it's just one of those things. It's just so that's just the, the pr- yeah. The, the prices in Wembley are the same whether you're going to watch NFL England, yeah. you know, FA Cup final, whatever. The thing is about me that we were. I mean, me and Richard spent quite a lot of time queuing to get in on Sat uh, on Sunday, but we just took, you know, took it, you know, chat to some of the fans in the queues. Yeah. We we were talking to a, a family that had actually flew all the way over from Auckland just to watch them in Wembley. So I mean, that was hardcore support. You just got to chat to the fans. Yeah, you know I mean, let the let the you know pass the time by actually speaking to people and you know yeah, doing the British like- thing and you know. From me and Ian were speaking for Quarantine, and if it weren't for the UK games, apart from the one I've seen in America, I've seen 21 of the 32 teams play. Yeah, I mean, and I've got up to. I'm, and I'm that's. Saying, it, but I'm you won't see. You won't. You won't be able to do that if they didn't do. Come over here. I was in 26. By in a couple of weeks' time, I was in 26 of the 32 teams, and I, I've been to the states a few times, but the majority of them are over here. Yeah. Yeah, I can bet that I've seen Ryan Tannehill play. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we've all seen Ryan Tannehill play yeah. in fact well, he, he was here games. I don't think he played I, me, weirdly me and oh, me. No, I, no I can top that I've seen Jay Cutler play in a Dolphins jersey come on I saw him in uh, Miami and Tampa Bay last year my, my, my yeah. concern is do you know which player I've seen the most Blake Bortles yeah it was me as well <laughs> I think yeah yeah, but he's an absolute. He's undefeated, though, Ian. I've not seen him lose. Don't I think he lost the first time I saw him. Was that the Dallas one? Oh yeah, of course it was. Yeah, yeah so he lost yeah. to Dallas, but he hasn't lost, lost since. Dallas, and since then, they've won every game of Wembley. Yeah, so I've yeah. I haven't seen Blake Bortles lose a game in England. <laughs> yeah, that's unbelievable. In fact, if you've seen, we've seen him win three. Oh, no, they had a good season last season. I was going to. I was going to make a joke then that would have made no sense whatsoever. So most of your jokes don't make any sense. Yeah, but he, he might not win though this year. He hasn't got his Mister. He hasn't got Mister London in Alan Hearn's lineup anymore. No, no. Um, yeah, I did tell a funny joke back in February two thousand and three. No, it was, it was March two thousand and four. Oh, right. Yeah. Is that what it was? <laughs> right. It's like God, we need to shut up. It is literally. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to keep some of the listeners, you know, but they might. If it, you might have to do a poll, what's more interesting, podcast, the date game, or something, and just see where the listeners are either switching off or turn on. To be honest, we've all probably we've probably only got four listeners anyway, and that's um, that's what what it'll be. It'll be like my mum. Yeah. Ian's son. All right, okay. We can't even get family members to listen to it, so there is probably nobody that listens to it apart from us. When we release it, we re-listen to ourselves. Talking about it. <laughs> my my girlfriend does listen to it occasionally, and after the last one, I suddenly got a random text saying something like September two thousand and two. Well. As always, guys, it's been a pleasure. Yeah, always a pleasure. And yeah, same time next week. Yeah. Well, and we have, we have actually um, 
got Charles Thorson on next week. Yeah, we promised we promised that last week for this week, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, but this time we really mean it. He's coming on next week, and I, I'm yeah, also. But I think he's, he's such an important person. It's really hard to tie him down, isn't it? Yeah. I'd yeah. also just one more thing before we go in. Me and Stuart planned to meet this year at the stage, and we managed to find you. Yeah. So you told us Elf. That's because that's we because are guys. Five is a lot easier to find than L nineteen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes, you don't have to exit well, the stadium to find you. Although we did mess up on meeting you before the game, didn't we? Due to um, well, no, we don't. We, that's we're not blaming you for that one, Ian. We're yeah, blaming some numpty. Luke Bins and Rob Clayton, is it? But. No, but to be fair, he, he drives. A, I think he drives a 1952 Ford. Focus. And he thinks he uh, thinks he can do Bradford to it, London in two hours ten minutes in severe yeah, weather yeah. conditions. The thing was, they kept telling us they were nearly there, and they were just lying completely. And the lies just kept changing. Right, Ian. Well, funny another story. So you you guys left with eleven minutes on the play clock in the fourth quarter, yeah? Yeah. We left on a two minute warning. We were back home, and they were they were even at Sheffield. Really? <laughs> yeah. Well, the funniest thing about it was that when and we, we stopped off as down, well on the way home. Yeah, on the way down, we we spoke to him, and he was like, "Oh yeah, we're just uh, on the M1 near Wakefield," and then it turns out that they were just coming off the M62 <laughs> in Bradford. Yeah, <laughs> just getting on M62 in Bradford. Yeah, they said in the end, they said to me, "He says we are literally." minutes away according to the sat now and I was saying to him do you, well, I said well we'll come outside so, but do you really mean it are you two minutes away because I don't want to stand outside in the rain yeah yeah honestly we are two minutes away it says five minutes on the sat now <laughs> <I'm> like what <laughs> <laughs> well that's why when I rang Rob I was like can you put me onto an adult please yeah, put Charles on though. Yeah, yeah. He's just talking away to you, and then he, just, he put the phone across and he says, "Stuart wants to speak to an adult, so it's going to have to be one of you too." <laughs> well, we're definitely leaving this segment on the podcast this week. Yeah. Right. So, same time next week, guys, with Charles. Yeah. Yeah, with Charles, and we've also got a new competition, haven't we? We have. And hopefully, I will announce on the Facebook group in the next couple of days who will be on the show live next week. I need to get 100% confirmation. That's why I'm not confirming now. Who, who, who do you think is going to be on, Richard? <laughs> well, we're going to leave it at that point now. So, tune in next week for the mystery to be revealed. No, Thanks again, guys. Uh, Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. 
Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.